I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello again, sports virgins. How are we this Hi. week? Everyone good? Yeah, I did. A, I did. I did some sport this week. What? Hey. Yeah. Yesterday, I did. I did half of a Joe Wicks ten-minute core workout. Oh, why half? So, half? Because um, I started crying because it was so hard. So um, that's me done. I'm a, I'm a okay. sportsman still. Just really living my best sports life. Well, it's good that you have a baseline level to start from. Yeah, zero, I think they call yeah, it, don't Well, they? yeah, close yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Matt, let's not forget you're now a professional sportsman with your ice skating. Like a, like any true sportsman, I've got a bloody injury, haven't I? So um, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to stay not soft round the middle. Just keep working on that those abs. You know, maybe I, should, maybe I should do a little workout in the woods for everyone to see. Maybe that's the way, maybe that's the way to do Listen, this. Listen, worked for me... And I'm sure, I think when you post a workout on social media, it means that you burn twice as many calories. Do so. you? I thought as much. I thought yeah. as much. How's your yeah. week been, Dylan? Uh, I, you know, I'm still struggling with my back, so I've not been too active, which is bloody annoying. Okay. But yeah, uh, get, getting better, though. So hopefully by next week, I'll be Good. back up and, and running again. Absolutely fantastic. Well, this is a very special episode this week because uh, it's finally happened. We have got a couple of mascots on the show today, which is something, you know, any sports aside, that's the one thing we've really been interested in, isn't it, The thing it, is, the, like way you, the way you said referees. that, it's like you described, it's like you, yeah, but we're never going to get a referee on this show, are we, the way I talk not, about Not them. after you said, yeah. Um, uh, and if, if, if I've got anything to do with it, I'll never be on a show with a referee. Um, the way you said a couple of mascots then, it sounded like you were talking about us, oh, we've got a couple of bloody mascots, as in like people... People who can't do this, you know, people not doing the sports is like, oh, two mascots on this show, aren't there? Really? You really yeah, you said it in like a, oh, like a, like a lovable kind of like, oh, look at these two. We're yeah, technically no, mascots, mean, aren't we? No, I mean, the mascots is the most exciting part of sport it, for us. If anything, I mean, yeah. And this is I, all we've wanted to discuss on the show. And look, I think um, the mascots are having like a, a sort of a revival at the moment with the Masked Singer. I think that's going to, that's only yes. going to do good things for the business. Good point, good point. Uh, so we're looking forward to chatting to those very soon. And then we're going to be taking a little bit of a break after this episode. We're giving uh, Jargon a week off as well, because he's had a rough time yeah. recently. So, um, He's under he, the pump, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we'll chat to our mascots. And then, uh, of course, the quiz. Will will Matt make a, um, a surging comeback? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm relying on um, a hitman coming to see you in the next sort of 20 to 30 minutes. And oh that's God. the only way. It's like um, the ice skater, Tanya, what's her name, isn't it? I, Tanya, that's where I got the yeah. idea from, actually. Now I'm ice skating. I'm going to, I've thought I'd really go fully I, Tanya and just take you out. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Matt. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, but first of all, Dylan, have we missed anything this week in the sporting news? Anything we need to know? Well, because I can sense the excitement to get the mascots in and chat to them. So yeah. we'll keep it brief with the sports yeah, news. Um, so we've been covering the Australian Open for the last couple of weeks. So that's now ended. So Djokovic won the men's as uh, oh, as so for the boring. ninth time. Yeah, so boring. Isn't He's it? now creeping up with Federer and Nadal in the overall Grand Slam wins. Um, it's, so it's... Right for that. He's a bit younger than them, though, isn't he? Like he is a bit younger. He yeah. just looks old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he he could end up being better than both of them in terms because he's of got a long wins. career ahead of him. Yeah. So who okay. knows in that one? But also Naomi Osaka won the women's, which is great. Uh, we fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's just nice to see a new name. You, if anything, I'm going to say this, and you might you, people might criticize me. I think the women's game is a more interesting game because yeah. it's not just the same people that dominate all the time. There is a much better turnover of new and exciting talent i thought you were going to say it's not just the skirts i don't know why i just thought it isn't it isn't it isn't look it's not just the skirts and squash which is my two favorite things about wimbledon and summer in general but god it made me sound like a pervert didn't it no Um, you didn't matt i made you sound like a pervert. that i'm sorry but you gotta think you do know me quite well so maybe you're just sort of outing me um yeah i do think i think the men's game it's i the tennis is one of the few things that I am it vaguely sort of have a passing interest in. And I just have no interest in the men's. I like the doubles and I like the women's because the doubles is the most exciting to watch, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. So Osaka's now won three Grand Slams, I think. So, oh. you know, she's definitely one to watch. She's, she's yeah, obviously the absolutely. new kid in the block. I think um, I saw Serena Williams in tears. Is that right? She's well, she, she lost to Osaka in the semi final. So, the, but there was no beef or controversy or anything at all. It was just that, you know, she wanted she's to not win. Used she's to it. Is this the um, beginning of the end of the Williams domination of women's tennis? Because yeah, I know that Venus sure. is sort of like long, she's long gone really, isn't she, from the top top flight? Yeah, I mean, we'll see how long Serena's got left, but you, yeah, you've got to think she's in the twilight of her career. But uh, Osaka is the future. Why don't Venus and Serena pair up for doubles? Oh my God, you would not want to play them. No, they have done that a few times. I'm sure they've won the the women's doubles in Wimbledon a couple of times and stuff. So they have yeah. done that a few times. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I went so years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, they I did went, that. Yeah, yeah good yeah, idea yeah. though. Good idea. <laughs> Great idea that everyone wow, why else didn't has they had think of that. 15 years <laughs> too late, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, we move on uh, to the, the to the Premier League. Oh, unless Ooh, you want to... football. Sorry, no, no. I, I was only going to say the best thing I've ever seen. I went to when I was doing so. I did like a thing at Wimbledon for Stella years ago, and they gave me. I had tickets to the men's final, but I went. The, I went in the lead up because I had a grounds pass, and I went to see on one of those smaller courts the wheelchair tennis, which was the oh, coolest yeah. version of tennis I've ever seen. It was so impressive and so much more athletic, I think, than anything yeah. else I've seen. It was awesome. So yeah, I think there should cool. be more of that on television. Yeah, it's really, really impressive. I agree with that. Yeah, we'll move on to the Premier League. Though we'll cover this off. So uh, Liverpool lost again at home again. So old uh, Mr. Klopp is definitely under pressure at the moment. I can see so why he didn't show yeah, up today. He this week off, yeah, he really yeah, did. He needed the yeah. week off. It was it was to Everton as well. So big local derby. So they lost at home to Everton for the first time in I don't remember how long, really? something like thirty years. Is that because there's no home team at the moment, and that's kind of taken away all the home advantage? Well, yeah, that's that's there's a no home theory. Sorry, there's no home crowd. Yeah, that's a strong theory that you know Liverpool traditionally are you know 
not unbeatable, but they've got a very strong home record. But the crowd plays a major part of that at Anfield. But without the crowd, they've lost, I don't remember how many, but something like five or six games at home this year, which is unheard of. Yeah. As someone that's been out in front of a crowd in Liverpool many times, I can tell you they are an intimidating bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a southerner. The first few times I went, there's a way, there's a certain way to play Liverpool. Like there's, it's, it's different to every city. Once you've got it, you've got it. But leading up to it, my God, you have an awful time. Uh, so Spurs lost again. So Mourinho also in serious pressure. Um, oh. They're in a huge losing run. But Man City just keep rolling and rolling. So they won again. Probably theirs to lose. Fair enough. So the Six Nations is going to be back this weekend. So after a week off. So they play two rounds, then a week off. So it's back again this week. The big game, Wales versus England in Cardiff. Oh. So uh, we'll Look, I mean, look, Dylan, happens. we know that's the big game for your lot, but for us, it's just another day. <laughs> yeah, if, if only that wasn't true. How's it going to look? Well, who knows? Beginning of the Six Nations, most people would say that England were clear favourites against Wales were, yeah. and, and to thrash them. But the way the first two games have gone, England have been poor, Wales have won the first two games and look better than, they, than people thought. So Great. Who knows? Again, the crowd, the crowd being absent from Cardiff is a massive factor. So otherwise, if there was a crowd there, I'd say Wales were clear favourites this time. But um, who knows? It's, it's, it's a tight one, this one. Is it the kind of one that you're kind of looking at going, you really wish you could be there as well? Oh, def- I mean, every time there's a game in Cardiff, let alone Wales-England, it's always one that you wish to be there. Speaking of uh, sports without crowd noise, a um, bit of a tangent, but Kenny was watching um, a U- UFC the other day with no crowd noise, and that's really weird because you just hear them like grunting and, yeah. and just like smacking each other. Yeah, it's horrible. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's not it's, nice, that's it. Look, it, the thing is, I think without crowds, a lot of sports, it's really taken the sheen off. Like when I've, <laughs> look, as someone that doesn't watch a lot of sport, when you watch Premiership football with a massive crowd, you're like, oh, wow, look how impressive this is. And then you walk past the Sunday league team you're like well that's shit compared to that and then you realise it's all about the crowd yeah, it's, it's the actually just yeah, a yeah, Sunday yeah. league game isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so ma- true. major difference uh, so the last sporting news I want to call out is back to snooker we've covered off snooker a few times yeah. uh, it was the Welsh Open on the weekend which isn't a big thing at all but the reason I've brought this up is a qualifier got to the final um, and playing against Ronnie O'Sullivan, the greatest snooker player of all time. And uh, he won. It got to a, a last frame decider, so something like 8-all, and uh, the qualifier won 9-8, so he beat Ronnie O'Sullivan. So that's a great story. Who's? I, I mean, I'd never heard of this guy before, but... Um, Rags to riches in snooker. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he, so he was working in a petrol station three years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and he beat Ronnie O'Sullivan in the it's, final. It, 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 Anything's possible. This just makes me think... Yeah, anything is possible. Anything it's going to be... Have you ever seen... Uh, there's a really funny... Um, if anyone's listening to this, there's a really funny Mitchell and Webb sketch about um, uh, badly written sports movies. And it's all it's about cricket in the North. And I can see that, like, from petrol station to snooker table is going to yes. be one of these sort of terrible British sports movies with Stephen yeah. Graham going and going, <laughs> lad, you don't sell the petrol rights, you're never going to play snooker. And everyone's, you know... <laughs> And like a montage of him missing balls in the pub and like he yeah. just crumbles. And like and in, the petro- in the petrol station, like instead of serving, he sets stuff up to like, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, using yeah. breadsticks <laughs> as cues and stuff. Like yeah. every, time, every, time a red, every time a red and a white car comes in, he's just like off dreaming. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> and his dad's going, that. and before the big match, his dad goes, lad, 
I know I've not played snooker for 40 years since the accident, but I want you to have my snooker cue. Dad, I could never take your cue. I don't know how to play with it. Trust me, son, the cue makes the man. Like that sort of thing going on. Well, look, this is That's it, Matt. This is your, the, the, you, you need to write this. You know this. what? I've, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get the rights to the film. I yeah. don't imagine they'll be that expensive in snooker, but we'll, we'll see. No. What do you win in snooker? Is that a silly question? If you win, like, how much money do you win, or like, what's the, what's the deal there? I think the, the World Championships is probably worth a decent amount, but this one yeah, yeah. probably not much at all. He won some kind of shit trophy. I was watching it. Like the I, it was, it was proper budget. <laughs> really That's budget really trophy. funny. <laughs> and I'm sure as a, as a stand-up comedian, you've spent a lot of time in petrol stations. Is that not right? I, a lot of time in petrol stations and a lot of time in village halls in Wales, weirdly. Yeah, exactly. um, it's kind of like, I've really... Maybe it's the rags to riches story I need to go after. Um, I was watching... Um, I did I did see the other day. I forgot about this. They did do, like, darts. They've done snooker as well, I think, for sports relief with comedians. And some of them are really good at it. Like, Catherine Ryan was amazing at darts. Someone else was really good at snooker. Like, so maybe these sort of, like... Sports, you know, in in kind of like the way that fishing, I assume, is also a sport. You know, it's it's these kind of sports. Maybe you can pick them up later on in life, and it doesn't matter yeah. what you've done before. So snooker might be for us, Amy. How are you at pool? You never know. Um, terrible, but you okay, know, fine. I okay, I, cool. I, I I don't know. You picked up ice skating in a matter of weeks. Maybe I just need to put the time in. Absolutely, and as we all know, um, that I was it was sort of deemed by uh, the greatest names in ice skating that I wasn't very good at it. So you know, well, let's... I think they were a bit harsh, but yeah, yeah. But maybe, okay. maybe let's maybe just avoid anything that could be sporty. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes. As well, if you have a home but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Well, this is very exciting. Um, we were hoping something like this might happen on an episode, and it has. Please welcome to Sports Virgins, Emily and Alistair a.k.a. Harley and Emily, who are mascots for Harlequin Rugby Club. Oh, this is so good. Hi, guys. How are you, how are you both? Yeah, really well, thanks. Really good. Actually, did I just did I say Harlequin? It's Harlequins, right? Yeah, come, come on, mate. That I was mean, embarrassing we, on my part. We don't know but... enough about sport. We don't know anything about sport, but you could have Googled it. See, Alistair and Emily, see what I have to deal with on a weekly basis. Oh, patience of a saint. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... I have so many questions. Um, I'm going to start with the... Let's start at the beginning. Uh, We'll go through uh, each of you. Emily, how did you become a mascot? 
So I was leaving school. I had just finished my exams and I was moving into college to study sport. And I'd been a Harlequins fan since I was a toddler. So okay. I was looking for a job and my dad said, let's just see if they need anyone, like whether it's going to be ground staff, a ball girl, anything just to get you by as you go through college. Um, so I went on the website and I looked up careers just to see if they had any openings. And one of the only ones they had was female mascot needed. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe they're thinking about the kids that like run out onto the pitch at the beginning. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, could, yeah. I could do that. You know, I might be a bit big, but, you know, I could join in. <laughs> Turned up, they looked, They gave me the job description and it was like, you know, musical theatre um, experience, needs to be good with the crowd, happy to wear a costume. And I was like, oh, OK, I think I've applied for the bear here. Um, but yeah yeah, so um, I went for my interview and I I spoke to who's now my manager Catherine and um, we had a chat went through a few moves tried on the costume and thought yeah this is great you know and uh, ended up in the role wow and so you're called Emily the mascot but you are called Emily so did you did they name the mascot after you or the other way around no so actually the mascot Emily the bear or Emily is named after the first ever female rugby player whose name was Emily but it just is a coincidence that my name is also Emily as well Handy. All right. And Handy. Um, I mean, the same thing to you, Alistair. Was it such a simple uh, process like Emily's or was it different? Uh, I mean, it wasn't that simple. I, I mean, very similar. I was sort of in between um, bits of work and again, went to uh, the Quinn's website and, and saw they were looking for a mascot and thought, oh, I like the sound of that. I've come from a sort of theatre background, a sort of love sport. So that, you know, sort of ticked all the right boxes there. And, and applied and was, was asked along to, um, to an interview where I sort of arrived at the club, was taken upstairs to one of the executive boxes. I'd been asked to do all this prep before I got there. So at the time, there was just the two mascots at Quinn's before Emily and Emily joined. So uh, there was Harley and Charlie. I had to prepare a sort of character action uh, for each of the, um, the two bears thought a little bit about their personality and you know who they were like which players they identified with and then I had to do about a sort of five minute uh, sort of party piece something that I would do so whether it be things like juggling and stuff like that so I thought what what could I what could I do and See, Alice, I, Alistair is the elite he's the elite um, yeah, I mean mascot he had to turn up and actually do a piece like an audition I just turned well, up and went I need a job and they were like I, yeah okay cool I was gonna say I, I enjoyed seeing your face Emily while he was describing that you were like what struggling I just turned I had up. To juggle, to juggle. <laughs> I just wave I just wave at kids and and you know jump around I don't juggling and identifying with characters it's all very technical and Alistair's well, like, you know, I you love know. this process <laughs> it was very deep very deep so what I did was um <laughs> Um, you know, this is how serious it got. I, I prepared um, uh, the theme, the Mighty Quinn, which is, is played a lot at, at the club, uh, a, um, a dance based around the New Zealand hacker, and was told going into this, "Don't worry, you'll be given, you'll be given one of the suits to try, and yeah. uh, we'll see what you know." So it won't be you doing it. And they were like, oh, "It's a bit tight in here for space. Do you mind just doing it just as you are, just in you know jeans and a t-shirt?" So. <laughs> So there's me there in this sort of executive box, the sort of pitch down there, <laughs> overlooking it. Two um, two people behind this desk, and me literally just playing off an iPhone, Mighty Quinn, sort of 
doing this sort of weird stompy dance routine that I'd managed to sort of put together. So come on, Alistair, let's see it. Let's see it. Come on, you worked <laughs> I mean, so hard I mean, on it. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's Amy, a few come on, years ago, not... and it is a podcast. I don't know yeah, how exactly. that well comes across. It won't work you know? very I mean. Well. <laughs> I'm sort of um, I'm fascinated by this because um, it feels like Alistair that that could have been a hidden camera show like that. that and they're like, oh, just do this, just do this hacker here, like that's fine. <laughs> like it's it feels like quite a surreal job to do. Um, now, um, uh, is is it as well? Like, well, you know, we we don't know a lot about the mascot world. I feel like it's part of a lot. It's a big part of the game, uh, a big part of a lot of sports, but people don't talk about it. Like, is it a full time job or is this something you do at the when there's games on and you do other things? definitely not full-time we work when as and when matches are on um sometimes we get called to do other events so like if there's um a local thing going on like a a market and they want to put a stand there sometimes the bears will turn up but no it's just match days that we work we we tend to be there a couple of hours before kickoff so our day is quite long um but we're not actually in the costume until about half an hour before kickoff It, it is one of my kind of side jobs that people love to hear about um, and they're always very shocked. Again, it's surreal. People don't realise it's me in the costume. It's quite a fun. It's quite a fun thing to talk about. So definitely a conversation starter. Yeah, Absolutely. it's so cool. It's such a cool job to do. And when you walk out onto the pitch, do you get like a buzz from the crowd if they because they must like uh, react when you come out? Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's um, I it's sort of the only thing. Um, you know, it's sort of the closest I'll ever get to sort of walking out playing sort of professional <laughs> rugby anymore <laughs> now, really, which is yeah. dressed as a six foot bear. Um, you know, pretty cool. <laughs> You do feel like you do feel like a little celebrity. You feel like a little celebrity for a while. Like you've got everyone's eyes on you. People are begging to get your picture. A lot of the time, people are like, "Can I get your autograph?" And I'm like, "Okay, how does how would a bear sign this poster?" And I'm like, "I like usually put like a little paw print and like an E." Amazing. But yeah, you're just like a little celebrity, and people are amazed by these bears and kids, especially. I mean, I've, I've made a few kids cry, but most of them are pretty excited to see oh, me. Yeah, you're gonna make a few kids cry. Though. That's just the statistics of it. So do do you do you re- rehearse things or do you just get out there and freestyle for like 80 minutes? Yeah, it's usually freestyle. I think usually the things where we've been told there's some some rehearsal involved haven't tended to go that well. Um <laughs> ba- base, basically it's hard to there's a lot of things. You know, we're there at a weekend or a match day and someone will have an idea in the office sort of in the week before and they Oh yeah, we'll get well yeah, they can they can do this. They can that'd be fine. I remember we did um the big game at Twickenham or probably about three seasons ago now. The idea that the match ball was going to be delivered by being dropped from a tightrope above the stadium and the bears would come out and catch this thing in a net. And they'd given us about sort of 10 minutes to practice this, you know. It's before. a long drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and someone had gone out in the week and bought this small goal net from Sports Direct to catch this ball in. Now, in the head, if you look up, you can't see anything. Oh, you know, we were just looking. So, so there was me and the, the chap of the time. So it was Harley and Charlie doing this. We wandered out to the middle. And did we get anywhere near this ball at all? I mean, you know, because we couldn't see where the ball was being dropped from, where above the stadium. Oh, no. You know, they couldn't really see us because they're balancing, you know, on a, on a tightrope. So, so yeah, it looked very funny, I was told at the time. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I suppose that is the positive of if something goes wrong, it's sort of part of the charm of being a mascot, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah, to an extent, <laughs> I think people people think we have a lot more vision and movability within the suit than than we actually do. I mean, this suit is thick; it weighs a ton. You, your head, like the head, ends a good probably like foot above mine. That I can see people's tops of their heads and the people's toes. So that whole <laughs> big blank space in the middle, I've just got to kind of guess. So, uh, you know, I think there's lots of plans that go ahead for the mascots. Like I remember one match, they wanted us to play some drums at the beginning and we can't communicate with each other when we're in the costumes. And if we're on the pitch, we've got to stay in character. So if I'm looking at my colleague, looking at him, trying to say, come on, we're out of time. We can't do that. All they see is this big smiling bear and just it move, its head moving side to side, trying to figure out what's going on. So we tried to play a, a drum opening for the players and the music was too loud. The, the crowd was screaming. In. we were just standing there with some primary school drums just trying to make a bit of an impact <laughs> and I was looking over at my colleague like we're out of time you need to you need, need to do that and I was trying to demonstrate and everyone thought I was drumming faster and everyone started drumming faster and then we're all going a bit <laughs> like what's going on we don't have much mobility and we don't have much communication once you're in the costume so if you pre-plan something it's it's very lucky if it actually goes perfectly have you ever had a moment where like the heads fall fallen off or any part of the costume or is that not possible is it like well secured they can come off it hasn't happened to me it did happen to to a a colleague a few uh years ago um the closest i came i think to something like that was we were um it was last season we were going around with the players after 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 a win and joe marler was on the the prop for Quinns was on the on the pitch uh, with his kids, you know, and uh, he came across to give me that, you know, what to probably him was just a bit of a, a tap on the back, but obviously it's a, you know, professional um, rugby player, and he, he like grabbed me so hard, and I was like, oh, this head's going to come off, I'm just going to be, <laughs> you know, right in front of the crowd with no head on, but managed to sort of, you know, get it back on, fortunately, um, but yeah, it, yeah, I have seen it happen. It is scary when it happens because you're like, oh my goodness, how many people have I scarred? Like they've seen ahead of me. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a few times where kids come up to me and they're like trying to pull at my costume. Like I've had my, my like we wear paws and I've had like my paws. They've tried to pull those off. They're like, there's someone in there. And I'm like, yeah, no, really? No way. There's someone in here. <laughs> um, there's been a few times where I've been getting changed in the office and, um, kids have walked past and stared through the window and just seen me like half bear half human (laughs) i'm just scared like oh my goodness what is this thing now you both do something it's one of those jobs where there's only a few people in the country that can say they do it right it's a very small community is there much interaction with other mascots in other sports or within rugby that you have or is it you don't really know anyone and you just have your own thing going on like a mascots union I think there's like a, a, a secret kind of rivalry. There's definitely a secret rivalry going on underneath. Yeah, like if you oh. turn up to a match and, you know, there's another mascot there, you're kind of giving each other the dirty looks like. Mm, really? Okay, okay, let's throw some shade. Who's your biggest rival? Like, do you ever get to a game and you're like, oh, there's, I can't think of any other mascot. All I can think of is <laughs> Philbert the Fox, that's Lester. Um, but yeah, you ever like, oh God, I hate those guys. Oh, go on, Ali, you've done the mascot races. Who's, who's uh, your feather? Well, I suppose the main one for Harley, although I, I've um, I've never met him as Harley, would be would be Sarri the camel from, from oh. Saracens. Yeah. I know oh, they've, Saracens, they've yes. had a Sounds little like a bit, bit of an of, idiot, yeah. Yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. a little <laughs> bit, of, of bit of beef yeah. before. I mean, we'd never have him in the boat. No, yeah. exactly, I mean, no. Camel, um, get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I did a, a mascot race actually a, a couple of seasons ago at the, the Premiership Sevens. 
I've never uh, done this, by the way. I and, refuse. Um, so, yeah, it was going up against uh, uh, Sting, Wasps, uh, Mascot, and uh, Maximus from from um, from Worcester. So, um, so yeah, there's a bit of rivalry there. And how did it uh, go? Oh, I don't like to brag, but... Ali, I'm... you win every year. Come on. Wow! Oh, Ali you? wins every year. Amazing. Yes, Ali. You know? <laughs> He's faster. He's that's very no, fast. That's I... no mean feat in, in a costume as well. Yeah. He's sprinting in this it... costume. It, it finished with um, sort of trying to throw tin cans off a off a stand with a ball, <laughs> and I think the idea was, you know, whoever, you know, after you've done a bit of a sack race and, and something else, and I think the idea was whoever knocked them off first. They they did manage after about five minutes to go. Should we just say who's knocked the most off now? <laughs> <laughs> you must have. You must both have um, uh, moments every so often when you, you know, doing something like having a sack race, um, dressed uh, dressed <laughs> as Harley. We go. What a surreal life I lead. <laughs> it's, it's such a like alien concept, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. Um, uh, is, is it? Is it something that um, you are in your in your private life? Is it like one of the first things you tell people? Are you really excited, or do you try and keep it? secret to make it special when people see them it was my pickup line if i went out (laughs) amazing yeah i'm a a bear no i think my parents i think my parents are a lot prouder of me than than i they're more open about it like i'll bring my parents to a game and um they'll be in the state in the stands and they'll be tapping on everyone's shoulder all the kids going that's my daughter in there that's my that's emily that's my daughter and i'm just like she looks nothing like you Uh, i've got to be i think it's more impressive than being a player i mean you know it's it's... there's more players there's not many mascots you know exactly it's rarer it's it's more exclusive Uh, it's a more exclusive club and everyone loves you you know players can be divisive but you guys yeah i mean every job interview i've been since i've had this job they've i've always put it on my cv and it's like the first thing they ask me they're like what do you mean mascot like what, what what does this entail and i tell them and they're like absolutely like gobsmacked they have no idea what to say to it i'm like yeah i've been i wear a bear costume part-time for on saturdays and fridays and they just they just look at me like okay and what what kind of skills do you have to bring to that role and i'm like uh All bear of wearing them. <laughs> um uh, and this is a question for both of you um obviously you've both done it for a while a little while now um how long have you been doing it alistair uh about uh yeah be getting on four and a half years now five okay. years this december will be yeah do you have um each of you do you have one moment that is your absolute highlight of your mascot career oh uh, that's a tricky one um i mean there's, there's so yeah there's been lots i i think to do the the twickenham big game um yeah it's is always the the highlight it is mad to be dressed up uh you know in these costumes with sort of 90,000 people getting on for her. Wow. That, that is, that is mental. And, you know, to yeah, go out absolutely. With, the, with the fireworks going and stuff like that. And, you know, and on the same pitch as 30 professional athletes, you're a bit like, how did it I end up be a here? Buzz. Sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. And you amazing. got a free ticket as well to all the games. So well, yeah, <laughs> real win. win You can only see, you can only see <laughs> that bit of it. <laughs> Every now and then I like nudge someone. I'm like, what's the score? And they're like, well, they're talking. They've got lovely boots on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think definitely big game is a huge highlight because um, it's just so many people. You're on the pitch. There's fireworks. You're dancing around. You're having a great time. Um, but for me, being the first female mascot on the team, Emily the Bear was designed to inspire girls to 
get into the rugby world and seeing little girls at rugby games and they run up and they're like, it's Emily the bear. And they're, cause they can relate to the mascot a bit better. Um, and they go absolutely berserk and they love seeing Emily the bear. So just seeing the effect that just a character can make to, to young girls and young kids, it, it's amazing. And then I love, yeah, I love it when the, the younger girls are showing so much attention. They're so into it. They're, they're coming to rugby matches because Emily the Bear's there. They want to take pictures. They want to have signatures. They, they Yeah, they get so involved. And that's the whole purpose of like what Emily the Bear was there to be. And it's such a privilege to play that role. That's amazing. And do you take the mascot outfits home or like can you use them in your spare time? <laughs> no, they, they, stay at the, they stay at the stadium um, to be, they, they're dry cleaned. Well, I hope they're dry cleaned. Every <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we have had Essential. to transport them before, I think, for if we're doing, sometimes we're welcome to away games. Or for example, I did a, a women's match in Guildford once. So the the costume had to be transported from Twickenham to, to, um, to Guildford, but it is a huge, like it, it, it barely fit. I, I was driving a tiny little car. It couldn't fit in the back of my car. So it had to go with the, really? oh, it's like a big old sack full of, it's got a head, it's got the whole body, it's got the feet, the hands. It's not something small that you can just pick up and wear. And what about like in summer and really, really hot days? Oh. Is it like unbearably hot in there? The perfect temperature for for doing it is minus two. Basic, yeah, about minus two and snow. If if it looks like that, then you're <laughs> probably you're probably about a nice, you know, warm temperature. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Cozy. Is it one of those things now? Whenever you say if you went to Disneyland, you're like, I feel you guys. I've I've I know bit. the struggle. Yeah. Look at the It's like twenty degrees. <laughs> Have you thought about doing like a, a mascots big Christmas party, like all the sporting mascots? That'd be pretty, like if you all turned up. Break out in quite a few fights there. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, this yeah. rivalry, yeah. it's worse than the yeah. actual players. Yeah, absolutely. I think Good it luck. probably is. There's less rules, I suppose, if you're mascots. You can you can really fight. Um, <laughs> is it, uh, is it, what, is it, is it, do you really feel part of the team as well with the players that you must know everyone and it feels like you're really integrated in that family when you're off duty as well as when you're on duty? I think certainly the, the club's brilliant, and they've been they've been so great to me uh, and, and everyone since um, since I joined. Um, it's always it's always a funny one with the players because occasionally you see them, you know, you see them in the office and, and players not playing, and they're they're all really friendly and lovely. But of course, they mainly know you with a you know a big bear head on. So where they're you know, and it's the same goes everyone else. Most of the people will, you know, you've done a you know a full match in costume and you've you know, everyone keeps saying, hi, hi, how are you? You know, brilliant. And then you take this thing off at the end of the, the day and you go out and you're like, oh, no one's really paying me any attention anymore. <laughs> a, bit, a bit odd. No, nobody wants to give me a high five. Nobody's saying, hi, what, what's yeah. wrong? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You should just get T-shirts printed going, I am Harley. So that when you go, you know, when you go to the bar with everyone afterwards, they're like, oh yeah, we have met before. Yes, it's or just maybe, or costume. maybe just leave the paws on and not the head. So <laughs> you've just got like, I'd be hard to drink a beer. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, relationships with the players is pretty cool. Um, I've, as I said, I've always been a Harlequins fan. So when I got to go into the office and the odd player would walk through, I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I remember one time I was, no, not many people were in the office and I was trying to get zipped up. I had to get out there. And it's like a, like a really complicated dress. Like you have to try and get the zip done up. And if you've got a big old bear suit on big paws, it's quite hard to reach behind. <laughs> so um, the only person to hand was Chris Robshaw, um, ex-captain, ex-England captain. My probably... I don't know my idol a little bit was just sitting there 
and I very sheepishly had to kind of shuffle up to him and go, hi, Chris, you don't really know me. Um, great player, by the way. Um, any chance you could just um, zip up my costume for me? And Chris being lovely, just, yeah, sure. Like, he's got a very deep voice, very charming. Um, stood up, went, yeah, sure, no problem. Zipped me up and I must have turned around with absolute, just like sparkles in my eyes, like, mm. thank you. Oh my <laughs> you make me the bear I am today. <laughs> but I mean, I've had the same experience with Joe Marler. Joe Marler has um, tackled me numerous times leaving... Uh, fairly big bruises because he just doesn't <laughs> understand that actually there's a female underneath here and also the costume's not that padded and he's coming up and just like, like shoving me in the chest like yeah yeah is there there? and I'm just there like please don't hurt me <laughs> Is there like a, a, a pinnacle for sports mascots because I know in the US it's quite a big thing isn't it the mascot they're, they're a big part of all the entertainment and everything but is there like a, a pinnacle that you'd love to go to or is it that you're both massive Quinns fans and and you just love to be involved with Quinns. Um, I I think I mean that that'd be the one. I think I've never done a final with with Quinns mm. and of anything to. And we were just before lockdown came in. We were meant to go up to up to sail for the um, oh, yeah. uh, Premiership Cup final. Um, and that would have been the first final I'd ever done with with Quinns. Unfortunately, then that didn't didn't happen. Uh, so I suppose that would be the pinnacle for me to do a a cup final or a you know premiership um, final yeah. at Twickenham. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I do have to ask. Obviously, you've got this like um, very unusual uh, weekend job. What What do you both do when you're not mascots? My background was sort of theatre and um, acting and directing, and then sort of more recently, I um, sort of moved into doing a little bit of TV and and writing and, and things Fantastic. like that. Really. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm a um, full time personal trainer, so um, wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, being in the I run my own business, um, MEG Fitness, and um, and then yeah. I was working weekends amazing. at Harlequins. What a, what a fascinating fascinating that it's pulled yeah. you from such different worlds yeah. into this uh, one very <laughs> crazy niche uh, shared experience. I bet you'll never want to give it up, will you? You know, it's one of those things that you'd be, you'd find, you know, if circumstances changed, I bet you'd find it really difficult handing the costume on. Definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you do kind of grow attached to the job a little bit because it's kind of your character. So when someone else got in the Emily suit for the first time, I was very territorial about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to, Spice it up a bit in the quiz. So uh, if you remember from last week, the scores are currently 98 to 90. So Amy, you are teetering on the edge of raising your bat for the ton. But this week, it would only be fitting. Matt, you need a miracle. I do. I need need Amy to absolutely crash and burn. And I need Alistair to really come through for me here. That's the only way I can win the series. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So I think it would be fitting to have a mascot special of the quiz. So we're going to pair up Alistair and Emily with Matt and Amy. We'll do boys versus girls. Matt, uh, you can have Alistair to help you out. And Emily, you can help Amy. Good luck, Alistair. Um, Go Bring it on. And the way in which sorry, this is going to work so is... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, and if one of us has it right, if one of us has it right, then we get the point, I'm assuming. Got if yeah. both of us have it right, do we get yeah. two points? No, just one of you. So trying to get more. Yeah, I'm really trying to... <laughs> this could backfire for you. You, you think if, what, look, if I was getting double points, Matt, it's not going to work well, well, well for you. No, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> 
And by the way, just to manage your expectations in terms of if you're expecting a highbrow quiz, then uh, maybe <laughs> temper your <laughs> expectations. So let's go. Qu- question number one. Which team is Gunnosaurus the mascot for? Uh, I- I'm going to go to Matt and Amy first because I'm expecting you to know this. Arsenal. Matt. Amy? Arsenal. Okay, Emily and Alistair. Did, did I, you know I did, that? yes. Yeah. Arsenal, yeah. Famously saved okay, by... Um, good. His career, say, by Meza Urzel, paying his, um, paying his salary yeah, exactly. for the last year. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to be doing all right in this quiz, Amy, <laughs> after that comment. I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> okay, start off nice and easy one. Well done. Right, next one, also an easy one, I think. Um, which team? Fred the Red. I think I know this one. Let's go to Emily first. I put Manchester United. Amy? I put Man United. Alistair? Manchester United. Matt. I've also put Manchester United. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are. Okay, two for two. Okay, it's question there's three. there's other people here. We've really brought our A game. <laughs> we, can't, we can't slack so much. All right. They're going to get a bit harder. Question number three. Hammerhead. Matt first. Oh, who are the hammers? Queen's Park Rangers? Okay. Amy? I put West Ham. Emily? Yeah, West Ham. Alistair? Uh, I believe it's West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Oh, Matt, you have saved that. (laughs) You have saved. Of course it's West Ham. Of course it is. As soon as everyone else said it. Oh, dear. Okay, question number four. Cyril the Swan. Amy? At a guess, I'm going Swansea. Emily? Yeah, yeah, Swansea. It sounds about right. You know, Cyril the Swan, Swansea. Matt? Honestly called? Swansea, uh, because they've got a swan on their badge. (laughs) Okay. Alistair. Swansea City. Yeah, okay. I think that's that's a nice and easy one. This is... Um, number five. Harry the Hornet. Oh, some scribbling going on My there. My pen's run out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. What's next? Dogs eating your homework. <laughs> Go on then, Amy. As your pen's run out, you can tell um, us what's in your mind. Harry wasps? the Hornet. Wasps? Uh, Matt? Um, I, I haven't put anything. I've just not answered this one. I, I, I was going to put wasps, but then I thought that's the opposite of hornets, isn't it, basically? So I've, I'm really relying on Alistair here. So rather than pass, just name a town or a city somewhere. Fine. Um, uh, I'll just go wasps as well then. Why not? Me and okay. Amy, like, we're, I'm going I'm to get in that lifeboat. Okay, with wasps. All right, okay. Uh, Emily. I put Watford. And Alistair. Watford. Yeah. Oh, the two mascots <laughs> have saved you. Saved you. Saved it is Watford. Absolutely. Of course it's not wasps. They're different animals. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just, I don't know, some kind of irony. Question number six. <laughs> Boiler Man. Have you read this, Amy? Is this your radio presenting background with random news stories? Yes, yeah, again? yeah. It's triggered, but... <laughs> okay, we'll start off with you two again then. Uh, Matt? I've gone for Swindon. Okay. Amy? <laughs> I can't remember. Is it Coventry? That's a guess. I'm not sure. Okay. Emily's well, face then when I said Swindon was absolutely <laughs> all like, I needed duh. for my <laughs> self-esteem. She looks wonderfully, wonderfully confident at this point. So, Go on then, Emily. I put um, West Brom. Okay. Alistair? West Brom and Albion. Oh, right. You knew that one, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? I put Swindon. Mascots. <laughs> mascots. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you, I mean, is that genuinely why I just love sport? Because maybe that's what we need to do um, uh, on this, Amy, is just watch some sport. Yeah, yeah, just be a bit more involved, maybe. So West Brom, they have the Boiler Man because they did a sponsorship deal with a boiler company. They they used to have a mascot called Sell Bad Sell out. Bird. 
Yes. Yeah, is, is the boiler man literally a boiler? It's a boiler. It's, yeah. He literally is a boiler with legs and he runs around. <laughs> I think we must have done a project on him about like worst mascots and like best mascots. And I mean, uh, really? yeah. <laughs> it was in it was in the news quite a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That is that's quite funny though. That's quite surreal, isn't it? That but that really is that really around. is selling out, isn't it, as a club? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Amy, you mentioned Philbert Fox earlier, so this is not a question, but uh, he actually got his own boot sponsorship deal by Puma. Wow. So there you go. In terms of mascot goals for you two, mm. boot sponsorship. Deal. sponsorship. There we go. That's what we need. Okay. Question number seven. This one I think might be a bit harder. Philly fanatic, Amy. Got no idea. Uh, Philadelphia. A bit more specific than Philadelphia. Uh, Phil- oh, give me the sport at least. NFL. Okay, Matt. I'm gonna go for the NHL in Philadelphia. I wrote Philadelphia, but I'm gonna go the hockey because they've always got good mascots. Oh. Okay, so uh, Alistair. Um, I'm not sure actually on this one, but I would go the Philadelphia Eagles would be. Okay, and Emily. I think it's the Phillies and their baseball. Emily is correct. Yay! Philadelphia Phillies. Wow, absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. And it is baseball, yes. Yeah. So we covered off all the American sports, but yeah, baseball is correct. Um, what a very specific uh, asset you would be to a pub quiz team. <laughs> um, there aren't many questions about mascots in pub quizzes. Not <laughs> I, write a pub, I write a pub quiz every so often, and I'm absolutely doing a mascot round this time. This <laughs> is really yeah. good. Make sure you get me involved in that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, question number eight. Which one of these is a real mascot? Krusty the pie, Paddy the pudding, Stripey the sausage. Two of them are fake. One of them is real. So we'll start off with uh, you, Matt. Uh, I think Krusty the Pie is the real one. Amy? Stripey Sausage. Uh, Emily? I was going to say Krusty the Pie, yeah. Alistair? Yeah, I've gone Krusty the Pie for some reason. Uh, Krusty the Pie is correct. So let's go um, bonus point for which team is Krusty the Pie? Matt? Oh my! For a bonus point, oh, yeah. No, this is a nightmare. Um, Should we just skip Matt? Oh. Yeah, let's. I mean, otherwise, yeah, I'm, it's not, I'm not going to be able name to name a city or a town. Name, uh, name a sports team, which is something yeah. I can't do on the best of days. Uh, okay, let's go straight to Alistair. Uh, I would say Wigan Athletic. Oh, Emily, come on. Uh, <laughs> Leeds, let's go with Leeds. <laughs> the answer is Wigan Athletic. Oh, well done. Absolutely phenomenal hell? bit of knowledge there. Krusty <laughs> <laughs> the Pie is Wigan Athletic. Um, okay, question number nine. <clears throat> Which is the only Premier League club not to have a mascot? Or I'll rephrase the question to Matt and Amy. Name a Premier League club. <laughs> <laughs> That is an absolutely legitimate uh, thing to um, uh, to say. Uh, Amy, want to crack a guess? Uh, Man City. Matt. Blackburn. Okay, well, they're not a Premier League club to begin with, so I'm oh, going to well, guess there that's we go. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, okay, e- Emily. I was going to say Brighton and Hove, but I changed my answer. I think it's Everton. Okay. Ali. Um, yeah, Everton. Okay. And the answer is Everton. Ooh. Yeah, well done. Absolutely wow, amazing. You two are unbelievably... <laughs> you should be mascots or something. Wow. <laughs> so the reason it's Everton is because traditionally their mascot was called Mr. Toffee because they are the Toffees. Yeah. But then when they got a sponsorship deal with Chang Beer, they changed the mascot to Chang the Elephant. Yeah. But since sense. they no longer have Chang as a club sponsor, they're in mascot limbo, so they couldn't really have Chang the Elephant anymore. Mm. Question number 10. In what film does Swoop 
the Philadelphia Eagles mascot have a fight with Jim Carrey? Uh, Amy. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Matt. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, because it's a film yeah. uh, literally about them trying to find uh, a dolphin that was a mascot, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, exactly. And it's a really good film, only, and it only gets really transphobic at the very end. <laughs> yeah, very transphobic. It's aged horribly. It's probably the only... Is it the only film about a mascot? I don't know. I feel like Americans have, have no, done Christopher more Christopher Guest, there's, an, there's a Netflix film. Christopher Guest wrote a film. It was only out a couple of years ago about mascots. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Very quite good. funny. Yeah. Uh, Emily and Ali, did you know the answer to that oh, one? I did oh. know the answer to that one, yeah. I was going to say Ace Ventura, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice one. Nice and easy one. Uh, well, I mean, that was a very successful quiz. I mean, Aced I it. think yeah. it's probably going to be 10 each, isn't it? Oh, oh, well, there we go. Well, you have crossed the 100 mark. Figures. Congratulations how, to you. Wow. How depressing for you, Alistair, that you aced the quiz and were dragged down by me being here. That's the only not, not thing. Not at all. Kind of... Not at all. No, no. We've, we've all got 100. That's, you know, a good score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Raise your back. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. So, Matt, so you're up to 100 as well. Yeah, well Lovely. done. Thank yeah. you. No, no thanks to me at all. But um, there yeah. we go. So, it's, uh, it's lovely to be part of a team. I felt so like, yeah, I felt like I was with the clever kid doing a class project then, and I didn't really have to do anything. I just stood the there glory. when we did the presentation at the end. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Emily and Alistair, for the most just fascinating insight into something we've been a bit obsessed you. with. You are two legendary mascots. Keep up the great work. Thank oh, you very much. It's no, been a genuine pleasure to learn about uh, the intricacies of something very, very. <laughs> Unusual. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you for your time. And Matt, I'm assuming you're now a Harlequins fan purely for the mascots. I am, I'm a Harlequins fan for the mascots. And also, like you've got to remember, um, I uh, have not worked for a year. So um, I am absolutely <laughs> after a mascot job when we're all out of lockdown. I... Uh, I cannot I cannot live on ice skating money forever, so <laughs> I need something to do. That would be perfect. I could be an it? ice skating mascot now. That's probably quite a niche skill. Ma- mascots yeah. on ice. Mascots yeah. on ice. Yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. there we go. Get me in the Let's NHL. Lovely. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. No, thanks a Thank lot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's edition and in fact that is actually the end of this season for sports virgins our first ever sporting season we'll be back but i thought i'd have a quick look back and a debrief you know what do you feel that you've learned matt we've had so many chats about sports now it's a really good question i think one um my sort of gut reaction to sport was absolutely correct it's all it's all nonsense it's all uh, it's all ridiculous but that's kind of what i've learned to love about it over the last few weeks is that it is all a bit silly and it is all a bit stupid and also a lot of people are dead right yeah that's a very good point people die yeah yeah people but a lot I don't of know people if that was that the objective about... of the podcast but you know it's good it's good that you've taken that people, away from people it. die that's yeah. that's a big thing i've learned that we've uh that we've and also people die and i very often don't know if they have or not that's yeah. what i've learned about myself well you know w- w- when you're in a pub quiz and there's a dead or alive round because you know that's often uh popular round in a pub yeah, quiz yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah you have also learned that graham taylor isn't a snowboarder i don't think i have learned that graham taylor isn't a snowboarder i've just learned that graham taylor isn't a snowboarder body yet i think we can all agree looking at the man no it's in his future he's he's dead remember that oh okay so you've not learned that much about death after all okay (laughs) uh we've also learned that referees are knobbers that's an absolute fact oh my god fucking referees you know what that's what i've learned if you're a referee and you're out there the thing i've learned over the last 18 episodes is you can go and fuck yourself as hard as humanly possible (laughs) 
<laughs> and I okay. And on that note, I think that's a great way to end the season. How I'm, can we I'm possibly joking. top that? Well, we also learned about cheese rolling. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. yeah, we did. Yeah. We learned, uh, I think that was my highlight of, of sport. And my deep-seated love for Leicester. Dylan, um, yeah. I have to ask, over the first season, have we absorbed less about sport than you could ever imagine? I think w- what I've observed is that, Matt, you actually know quite a lot of random facts about sport, whether it's like yeah, golf, yeah. boxing, uh, winter sports. You, you've had quite a lot of random bits of knowledge, but then when it comes to the quiz, you've been an utter shambles and... <laughs> That's been Amy's place to shine. You know what? It is that, like, I know loads of shit about nothing. But actually, when it comes to the nuts and bolts of it, I've got no idea. (laughs) But I could could tell you, like, in 1974, uh, Brighton and Hove's ground was actually used as the site for filming of uh, Rambo. Something ridiculous like that, I know. But I couldn't tell you where Man City are based. (laughs) Yeah, but we've covered off some, you know, some common threads throughout the season, haven't we? We, We've been following Gareth Bale's trying to move back to Spurs. We've been following Ryan Reynolds' acquisition of Wrexham. Yeah. Um, And we've been following Liverpool. Obviously, they rose and now they're in a bit of a... I I think also um, what what I found interesting is um, in myself, and this might be the same as you, Amy... You'll say a sport and I will have a, an instant reaction. So I quite like talking about the rugby, but I'm not interested in talking about the football. I like talking about the tennis, but I'm not really interested in the snooker. Like I do now have sports where I go, I know where I sa- stand with certain sports You've on really a more subtle touch, level. Yeah, with your sporting feelings and emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what have you learned, Amy? Well, like I say, you know, the Magic Sponge was a highlight, the, the joy of mascots, um, how little you know about... Um, sporting figures and also I actually have realised that I know less about sport than I thought. I thought I had quite a good grasp of general knowledge of sport and it turns out I I, I don't. I'm still disappointed you failed in your mission to nutmeg someone. I tried, Dylan. It turns out nutmegging is hard. Of course, that was another thing I learned. Um, I did attempt a few nutmegs, but I will continue with my endeavours and I will get there. So thank you for enlightening us, Dylan. No, no worries. Yeah, thank you no very much, Dylan. You've uh, your knowledge has been um, infectious, uh, and your enthusiasm has been infectious. Maybe that's why I like the rugby is because it's what Dylan loves. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, I want to hear in your off season. I want to hear you putting the things you've learned to good use. So I want to hear you okay. stories of nutmegging and using the magic sponge on people and. Mm. All these various things. I want to hear you've been playing snooker, Matt, and things. And go to a game. Let's go to a game. Oh, oh my God. I think that is, as soon as we're allowed, the first thing we all do is when it's open is we all pick a pick a game and go to a game. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you, guys, and we'll see you next season. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 